Hello, hello. Me? Yeah, you sound good. I feel oh. I feel much better at this volume. We're looking good. Really nursing that Diet Coke over there. Hey, what's up, dude? (laughs) How are you? Good, man. How are you guys doing? We're chilling. You guys look official as shit right now. Dude, this is it. We got to look the part, Nick. Yeah. Dude, you're killing it. Who's the crew out there that you're with? I saw the, uh, the Instagram um, story. The, basically, a third-party media company called Sushi Grade Media found us and has been like shooting everything and doing all the like behind the scenes, behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, I was gonna ask, what's the like production like? Who handles that? It's, Is that you guys still? It's or? pretty. No, we're doing a little bit. Like Chris has a like a handheld camera that we've been filming most of the like original vlogs on. Um, with just like a shotgun mic or. Yeah, it's like um, here. I'll show you. This guy right here, Steve. Wow, so seen that pup you know. on the Golf Channel a couple times. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just do this, and then you'll have a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how I was saying for us. Um, but they have it's like a four person crew. Um, there's two like kind of main like operative guys um, that kind of do the directing, and then there's a couple camera guys, and then they usually bring in like a, a contractor for audio. Um, they have two pretty sick cameras and then like a drone sometimes we were using the drone out in the golf course today um so it's it's a pretty small crew and they they do a really good job production wise so it's been cool to like see that side of it so we're getting ahead of ourselves i haven't introduced you yet um okay old friend from santa barbara old friend from marin honestly same hometown kind of but formally you probably know him as the co-creator of a new series on Golf Channel sponsored by High Noon called Tee It Up. It's a web series done by Nick and his friend. And Nick, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Nick Heimbrot, sorry. I should have the last name. Um, That sounds money. So I want to know, the first thing we want to know is like, you talked about the pitch meeting. You kind of teased it in one of your videos. Can you just walk me through that whole process from who who, who you got on a phone call with to walking into the meeting room to finding out you got the deal. Yeah. So we've been, Chris has been posting these videos for like the last two years. Um, just like of us going out and playing golf. Um, and I got a DM on LinkedIn, like, uh, like six weeks ago, two months ago, just from Ryan, who's the the dude that owns sushi grade media. He was like, Hey, I, I like your style and the, the vlogs on YouTube. Um, interested in doing a project like this with golf channel. And at first I thought it was like, a, am like, there's no way like, this is fake. Right. So he called me later that day and basically pitched me, um, this idea of like two or four buddies winning the adventure of a lifetime to like travel the tour schedule. Um, and basically have an all access pass to like, you know, meeting players, playing the courses, just kind of getting some local flavor, kind of like a, an adventure type show. Yeah. Um, so that was the initial conversation. I was like incredibly nervous and like my heart was racing. Cause I'm like, this is sounds so unbelievable. <laughs> Um, but we were trying to keep it cool. And then we would basically check in with him, like, you know, once, once every couple of days. And then he kind of went radio silent for like half a week. And so we're like, fuck, we, we lost it. Like it's over. He was going to talk to other people. And so, um, we, we thought it was like, you know, gone. And then he reached back out, um, like a week later and basically said that we were like the leaders in the clubhouse. 
And then from that point forward, we kind of just did like some contract, you know, contractual stuff, um, negotiating and just ironing out the logistics of it. Um, and then signed the contract and got on a plane, uh, plane to Florida wow. and here we are. Okay. So I want you to go slower. I have a couple questions. The, okay. the, so sushi grade media reaches out to you. Is there any, yeah. so they say, we want you guys, we can get you a meeting. We want you guys to pitch this show to golf channel or are they doing it all behind the scenes? And, and really it's just a matter of like, I guess how much of it is you selling yourself? Yeah. We didn't have to sell ourselves at all. They, they were just the kind of company that had been chosen by golf channel to like actually produce the project. So the project was already, it already had like high name involved the media company to actually produce it. They were just looking for the talent. So we really didn't have to do much selling of ourselves. Like they, they liked our vloggy YouTube style. They liked our personalities. Um, so we didn't have to sell ourselves at all. It was just kind of a matter of whether or not it could work logistically. Um, and it, it did. So it was, it was a pretty seamless process on our end. Holy shit. How'd they go about finding the YouTube channel? Cause it was under your friend's name, right? Like it wasn't like, yeah. a, like you were golden state golf guys on YouTube. It was just, like yeah. when I found his personal channel, I was like, this is awesome. It's just kind of a place where he's almost seemed like he was posting it like for himself and his friends more so okay. than he was posting it for a potential media contract. Yeah. Still is kind of a mystery on how exactly they found us. Um, we had lunch with a couple guys from golf channel a few weeks ago, and I think they were actually the ones that discovered us and kind of, they compiled a list of golf like content creators and gave it to the media company. Um, and I, I think they kind of worked together to choose us eventually, but, um, yeah, it's still sort of a mystery on how exactly they found us. Cause yeah, Chris has been vlogging for like two or three years now, just kind of for fun. Um, he also picked up golf around the same time. So it just kind of, you know, morphed into this cool little mini series with, um, myself, Chris, and then our other two buddies, Dan and Mo. Um, so we just do like two on two matches and turn it into, it's, it's really nothing more than us going out and playing golf and there's just a camera around. Yeah, honestly, that's what it looks like. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. I really <laughs> totally. thought I re I really was expecting some sort of story where it's like, and we were emailing this guy for months, and then finally he gave us a shot, and we had our one opportunity. But it really just sounds like you got handpicked out of nowhere. Like, corn. I wish I had a better like, <laughs> like success story. Like, yeah, we we put in the man hours. We've been grinding for five years for this fucking opportunity, but um. No, it was just kind of right place, right time. Um, I think Chris deserves a lot of the credit for like the production quality. Um, I think he and me are the most, like the two most involved in the actual like process of, of putting the vlogs out. I'm definitely more like on the camera, like helping him out with, you know, whether it's picking songs or like editing advice, things like that. So um, I think it was just a combination of us putting out a good kind of product and, and having just being true to ourselves and having good like personality on camera. Um, and then a lot of luck. Um, mm -hmm. so I, yeah, I wish I had a better story, but this is, it's truly, truly a wild situation that has unfolded. But, um, yeah, we've both been super interested in golf. Like I, I love the game of golf. I've been playing since like my senior year of high school and we always talk about, you know, making a career doing something like we're doing right now. Um, I guess all it took was kind of one opportunity to change that. And so um, this could end up being a one-off situation. It's like an eight week project and we still both have our jobs. 
um, back in San Francisco. So it's not like we had to, you know, quit our jobs and just fully send it into this thing. Right. Um, but you know, the, the goal and the dream would be to continue doing this in any capacity and, and making a living off it. And how, how could you see that happening? I think this project will be great for us because it'll give us exposure to not only like the business side of this, like there's a lot of moving parts, um, a lot of players involved. Like obviously there's, you know, golf channel and, and the sponsor high noon and then the media company and us. So there's like four moving parts. So it's been cool for us to see that kind of side of it and the business side. So we're, we're learning a lot about how these projects come together. Um, I also think, you know, if this goes well, maybe we re up with high noon for season two or something, or another sponsor says, Oh, I saw that on golf channel. Like I like those guys, you know, I would love to do a project with them. Um, we're basically going to take the next, you know, six, seven weeks of this project to kind of try to make connections and figure out the best way to go about that. We're still pretty green in all of this. So I, there's no like perfect formula for that, but I think the exposure that we're going to gain from this is super valuable. Um, so we'll definitely kind of lean on that. That's why I created the the golden state golf guys, Instagram handle as soon as this happened, because I wanted to direct people to that channel. Um, it has nothing to do with this project. It's just the four of us that that's kind of our main like landing page for, You've, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's just like pictures and little like short reels of us playing golf. So um, I felt like it was going to be a good opportunity for us to kind of take advantage of the exposure we're getting through this project. Yeah, it's cool that you guys kind of have that place to build your brand also. Because um, mm-hmm. it almost seemed like like when I was going through to look at the content you've put out so far, it's a lot of it's being posted like directly to the golf channel. So now it's nice that there's like there's that avenue to view what you guys have already put out. And then you can also continue developing your own thing. Is there a future product project that you guys have in mind? Um, that's different from the one you're on right now. Like, is this the golf media project that you guys envisioned for your group? I think it, it is very similar to kind of what we had envisioned. Like it's been such a pipe dream, honestly, that, there's never been like a super clear vision, but I think this has given us a lot of clarity as to like what the space looks like in terms of golf content creators. I think it's still pretty like wide open. Um, obviously the, it feels like the game of golf is growing, but that might just be because I'm pretty heavily involved in it on both sides. Um, but I think this has given us a lot of clarity as to like, you know, this could be our shtick. Like we travel to different tour events or, um, you know, one idea we have is like getting in an RV, um, and driving, whether it's like from LA to Seattle and playing golf along the way, or like driving through the Midwest or coast to coast, whatever it is. Um, if we could tie a sponsor to that, that would be sick. Um, so like that's, again, it's, it's kind of a pipe dream, but the fact that this is our first gig that we've kind of landed officially, I think it's going to open a lot of doors for us. So, um, we're definitely still open to like creative ideas. Um, we'll be brainstorming a lot in terms of like cool videos we can do. We were just talking like right before I hopped on here about Band and Dunes Golf Resort, which is up in like near kind of Bend, Oregon. It's on the coast. We've been up there twice. We've made like blogs. Um, they've commented on like twice, like two of my the Golden State Golf Guys thing. So we're like, oh, maybe we should. Oh, we got some eyes. Increase the wheels a little bit. Come on, like, come on. Free rounds. Come on. Give us a couple yeah. tea times. Give yeah. us a give us a cabin for the weekend. You know, so just stuff like that. Um, but we're we're just kind of being sponges through this whole thing and just kind of learning and and try to set ourselves up for the next opportunity. Do you, is there any, what are the pressures on you right now? Um, honestly, being in front of a camera, like four cameras is, was a little intimidating at first. I think that's 
you know, a little bit of pressure, I think coming in was like, all right, we have to be like funny and engaging and ask good questions. But I think both of us are pretty natural at that. So that we kind of conquered that pretty early on, honestly, like the first two days of shooting, there were a little nerves and butterflies, obviously, but we've been kind of rolling ever since and we're getting good feedback from them, which is awesome. That's great. Um, outside of this, I think work for me is a little bit, there's a little bit of pressure. Like I, my management has been awesome. Like they're obviously super stoked for me in this opportunity, but I work in a, you know, a sales job. So it's like, there's still that pressure to perform and I don't want to just kind of drop the ball and work. So yeah, we have like days built in like work days, like tomorrow we're going to be working all day. So, um, there's a little out of pressure there, but at the same time, it kind of gives me a little bit of clarity. It's like, all right, the days I'm you know, doing golf and filming stuff, we're golfing, right? The days I'm working, I have to like Bear be down. locked in focused for eight, nine hours and just grind. Um, which is cool. Cause you know, sometimes you can kind of coast through a job or not be as productive if you have a whole week to do stuff. So, mm. um, I feel like that might honestly help me out a little bit moving forward, but, um, pressures. Yeah. I'd say, honestly, we've kind of overcome the initial pressure of like the nerves of being in front of camera. Um, it's great to hear that we've received good feedback, um, from them. So that's about it. I think we're trying to keep it, um, we want to be as, as present as possible and not really worry about future opportunities right now, mm-hmm. because ultimately if we put together a good product here and like this goes well, um, that will open up doors. So it's, it's, we're just kind of taking it a day at a time, honestly. Yeah. And you said that they, they blocked off days for you. Who's setting your schedule? Yeah. The, the media company. So sushi grade basically puts together daily schedules and, and calendars. It's pretty fluid to be honest. So, uh, it's been a little challenging to like, you know, know where we're going to be next week. We have, we have ideas of, of what we're going to be doing, but, um, they have a lot of good connections. All four of the guys used to work at golf channel for a long time. So they've got good connections in the industry, like, um, whether it's celebrities or, you know, they've been able to get us some media passes. We were just down in LA last weekend, um, for the Genesis invitational down there. And like, we had media passes on, um, for the beginning of the week. So we were able to like cruise around and, um, we didn't really talk to any of the players, but we met some like golf golf writers and media personalities. Um, so the, the media guys are putting together the calendar. Um, we're trying to do a little bit of everything. So a little bit of golf, like we played golf today, but obviously we were on the wakeboarding boat today. Yeah. Um, they want us to try like local restaurants in each of the golf towns, um, which will be cool. So they're putting it together and, and kind of organizing, um, the, the whole schedule. And is the golf channel driving the project in terms of, um, like putting out topics like that, like requesting that it's not just golf based, or is that where Sushi yeah. Grade is coming in and saying, um, like this is something that we think would be attractive? I think it came from Golf Channel. They are trying to get a bit of a younger audience, and I think they identified that you know YouTube is kind of the future. Like I personally, I'm on YouTube more than I am on TV, like cable TV or Easily. you know whatever it is. Um, so I think our generation is really moving in that direction. I think they recognize that and wanted to create something similar to that, um, on their own channel. So it came from golf channel. I think their ties with Ryan, who's the the owner of the company, um, they probably pitched it to him first. And I think he was fired up about the opportunity and, um, kind of took it from there. So I think long story short, they're trying to just get younger and more engaging to, to kind of broaden their audience. Um, and I think they found us as a, a good avenue for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and obviously it's going to grow into its own thing. 
uh, as, mm-hmm. as time progresses, have you feel like you've made already made progress in certain areas? Yeah, for sure. I think, as I said earlier, like learning about the the business side of it and kind of what all goes into this project has been huge. Um, I think areas we can grow, I personally will need to get into like more editing type stuff. I've done that stuff in the past, but you know, it's just kind of for fun, like messing around with, you know, iMovie and um, I used to, I had a camera down in college, actually my senior year, and I would make like stupid videos of me and my buddies just messing around. Um, but I think as this continues to grow, um, I'll probably need to get a camera and like get dialed in, in terms of editing. So Chris and I can kind of tag team and take some pressure off of him right. and just honestly pump out more content because what we're learning is in the content game, there's obviously like algorithms on TikTok and Instagram and all that shit. Um, so I think learning through this experience, kind of how to maximize get the most eyeballs on our stuff um, and just set yourself up. Well, um, I think we've learned also that basically eyeballs equal currency at this point. Like if you're able to drive interest and get people on your page and create a platform, that's when brands and sponsors are going to reach out. So um, I think that's an area we can improve on, but again, we're so new to this that um, it's, it's all come together pretty fast. So um, we're definitely learning a lot. Is it fun? You having fun? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm you fun. are. <laughs> I'm, pinch, I'm pinching myself, dog. Like we yeah. were, we were on a boat this morning. We played golf this afternoon. Like last week, we were at a tournament and we got to watch players like practice and, and warm up. And um, yeah, it's been unbelievable, man. It's been so much fun. Like it truly is the opportunity of a lifetime, which is I know what they're pitching it, but right. we're we're living it. Like that's also kind of why they wanted it in this format is to get our authentic reaction. And we're both such big golf fans and like, um, yeah, it's, it's so fun. So I, the sneaky, like underrated part about it that I've enjoyed the most is the travel. I'd never been to Florida before this. Um, and I've enjoyed it a lot so far. I didn't really know much about it. So I'm excited to kind of check out the rest of the state. Um, and then we're going to Texas at the end, we're going to Austin and then San Antonio. So I'm very stoked to get to Austin as well. Um, Yes, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, and you're living on the road too. Do they have you up in like a nice yeah. hotel? They mm-hmm. taking care of you. We're road dogs. Um, <laughs> they are taking care of us. Yeah, we're we're in a pretty good hotel, um, and then we're going down to Palm Beach tomorrow, which is like the southern end of the state. So we'll stay down there for a couple of days, and then back up to Orlando, and then we'll stay in a house for the next like couple of weeks. So, yeah, they're taking really good care of us. Um, They've kind of given us everything we need to, to be comfortable and, and hang out. Um, and they understand that we're working as well. So like if, if we need to, you know, cancel around a golf or something and to, to take some work time, they're definitely chill about that as well. So um, it's, it's all gone really smoothly so far. And I ran into you. I don't know if this, I, I ran into you. I think it was like a year ago, two years ago in San Francisco. If you remember this, I remember that I do. I was going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> because it's hilarious because I was like, basically, how are you doing? And you're like, you're like, well, I'm working a sales job that can be a struggle at times. You didn't use those exact words, but, <laughs> and, and you're, and I was like, it's like, yeah. And he's like, I was like, do you have any advice for me? And basically you were like, yeah, do whatever it is you love until you have to like settle down with a job that you're not, you know, a hundred percent interested <laughs> that's in. Some, that's some good, like. 1 a.m. 2 a.m. advice right there. <laughs> I do remember the encounter. I do remember running into you. I don't remember how the conversation went, but thank you for filling me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you were dead serious to me could, though, too. And it was I'm, the most sure genuine advice I've ever 
gotten yeah. randomly on the street awesome. outside of Monaghan's. <laughs> yes. And so you, can, you can run into some trouble down there. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is you've kind of – you don't want to, obviously you don't want to get ahead of yourself, but do you feel like this is the first step towards like really pursuing your dreams yeah. basically? Yeah, absolutely. It was funny like before this came about, I was – I'm, I'm working a great job. Like I'm, I'm super blessed to have a job and I love the people I work with. Us too. Um, I work for, for an awesome company. Like I'm, I'm happy. Um, it's not super fulfilling and it's definitely not what I want to do long-term right. sales. Um, I'm more interested in like sports, sports marketing, brand partnerships, stuff like that. So at the time, like they initially reached out to us, I was looking at other jobs, um, kind of seeing what was out there, just kind of doing my due diligence, looking at sports jobs. Um, and again, just kind of seeing what was out there and seeing if a career change could be possible, but I was waiting for something to just kind of grab me. And right. obviously this popped up out of nowhere. And I was like, that just a light bulb went off my head. Like, this is it. This is the opportunity I've been waiting for, for, I don't know. So basically since I graduated college. So um, yeah, this has definitely motivated me to kind of, obviously it's, it's easy to follow something like this because it's such an awesome opportunity. Um, but it was really, yeah, like, you know, light bulb, life-changing moment um, for me. And um, definitely going to try to take advantage of it. Whether it is producing more content or, you know, as I mentioned, we had lunch with the Golf Channel guys, a couple of like the kind of behind the scenes partnership sales guys. Um, and I was picking their brains quite a bit. But, it, you know, if this doesn't go anywhere and I can maybe make some connections with those guys and, right. and continue to do stuff like this in some capacity. So, yeah, definitely kind of a light bulb moment for me. Um, and I'm going to try to take advantage of it moving forward. And you're not, and don't, don't let me put words in your mouth, but are you interested in being in front of the camera? Yeah, I'm, we've, I've gotten pretty comfortable. Like it's not something that I like wanted to do. Like I need to be like famous or like get on right. TV or like whatever, but I'm totally comfortable. Um, there's times where it gets a little nerve wracking, but I think, watching Chris like walk through public with a, a vlog like this, just knife, just knifing through people. And they're, everyone's just like, what is wrong with these guys? We've done that. Like today, for example, we got off the, the boat tour and it was packed. There was probably like 75 people waiting to get on the boats and we just get off the boat and there's like three cameras on us. And Chris and I are vlogging on our way out. Like, okay, just had a great day on the winter boat tour. And everyone's like, what the fuck Dude, is wrong with these guys? That is also the but, funniest shot. When it's like Dude, it of was, you filming yourselves, <laughs> it's yeah, so it's good. so good. Like in Santa Monica, we, I was laughing so hard at people. Like, what the? Who are these? People? Exactly. When we were on the pier, <laughs> yeah. Dude, so good. But uh, I think a combination of that and watching him, like, you just have to not give a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. Just pretend they're not there. You just got to kind of do your thing. And so I learned that very early in this experience, um, just to be comfortable and like, it's kind of cool. People are you know shooting their cameras at you and. Um, but again, it's not like I've ever wanted to be famous or like be in front of a camera. I just think it comes naturally, um, which is cool. And, um, yeah, moving forward, if, if we have more opportunities like this for golf, like I'm absolutely down to be in front of the camera and, um, keep on going. So, yeah, Connor and I have talked to a couple people now that are doing just things like slightly out of the ordinary. And we always mm -hmm. ask them about like being self-conscious about like, damn, like, is this cringy right now? And it seems like everyone has this breakthrough moment where it's like, at some point yeah. you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. like that yeah. person standing on the sidewalk is looking at me funny. Cause I just feel myself like you just can't be concerned about it. 
mm-hmm. did you guys have like a moment where you where you're like I'm nervous about it and now that you broke through you just didn't like that wasn't mm-hmm. even on your radar anymore yeah I think in any creative process like you have you're putting yourself out there whether it's vlogging or music or acting like you're putting yourself in front of people so it's going to be uncomfortable podcasting i think podcast yeah there you go podcasting you guys know um we but i think, I think the, the minute you <laughs> i think the minute you have that mindset shift and like realize okay what i'm doing is pretty cool i'm, I'm doing something i enjoy like i really don't care how people ingest this you know if it changes their opinion of me i probably don't want to be homies with that person you know what i mean right um so on a bigger scale yeah i think as soon as we kind of figured out like all right like let's just be comfortable and give us our best shot and and not really worry about external factors like that was that was a big turning point in this project specifically i know chris has gone through it a lot like he definitely has talked about initially vlogging and like having a little bit of anxiety about it and like feeling uncomfortable but i think just me as a like consumer of his stuff and also kind of seeing behind the scenes, how he edits and stuff like that really freed him up as soon as he kind of said, all right, like, I don't care if I look like an idiot in public, like walking through a crowd with a camera in my face, like it doesn't matter. So I think it just frees you up. And I've definitely felt that like through the first couple of days in this project. um, And I think it's changed our kind of perspective on all this a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think it's great that there's like, 10 million kids in LA all trying to become famous vloggers and you guys just get plucked out of nowhere. <laughs> while, like just doing like golf videos. That's awesome. So good. But yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned it. You've also done, you know, you've released covers on YouTube of you singing, mm-hmm. you know, you've even performed. I saw that on your Instagram or, or Facebook, yep. or I don't know where I saw it. So, you know, you're no stranger to putting yourself out there creatively. Mm-hmm. Do, have you always been that way? Definitely wasn't Facebook. Um, first of all, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I the music thing kind of popped up. I always knew I had a decent voice. My dad was a singer, and I always I've loved music my entire life. Like he really instilled that in me. So um, I always kind of knew I could sing. And then after college, right actually when COVID started, I was like, all right, I don't have anything to do. I always kind of messed around with the guitar, but never took it seriously. And so right. I started like taking online lessons and stuff and like kind of trying to learn music theory and um, writing and, and releasing those covers. Um, I consider myself a decently creative person, but not like, you know, it's just kind of a, a it was more music was more like a side hobby and just like kind of a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had an awesome, this guy, um, his name's Tui. He's on Spotify but he was an older guy um, that I went to high school with at MC. He's a couple years ahead of me. Mm. Um, he, he was kind of doing the same thing, but basically a couple years ahead. So he would do like Instagram covers and YouTube. Um, and he is now like a full-time musician in LA and has just like dove into it head first. Um, he and I have always been pretty close and I kind of started reaching out to him about just like tips and tricks. And he really became like a mentor of mine. Um, and that was who I was on stage with a couple of times which was amazing. Like he, he was like a big brother kind of just guide me through it, give me advice. Um, so that was huge. That's definitely some advice I would give to anyone who's interested in doing something creative or just anything, honestly, like reach out to people that you might know that have experience doing what you're interested in. So whether it's music or podcasting for you guys, you know, hit somebody up that you might have a connection with. Um, could you put us in touch with the barstool guys? (laughs) What? I said, could you put us in touch with the barstool guys? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, probably not. Uh, Although, that's Pioneer, you want to be in touch I think with? Pioneer's a Barcelona <laughs> company. Yeah, um, do, do you run in, do you bump shoulders with some guys from, like, different major media conglomerates while you're out on the course? Um, mostly just golf people right now. Um, we'll see, like, if we run into anyone at these upcoming tournaments. I don't really think so. I think it'll be mostly just golf media, which is still really cool. They're, they're cool people. Um, but anyways, the, the music thing was just kind of creative. I've, it's kind of taken a backseat obviously because of this golf opportunity, but it's still something I love and like songwriting and, and singing is, is like an awesome outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's something I'll definitely revisit moving forward. But, um, yeah, it was, it's been a fun experience so far. Do you think the music could have almost been like such a blast of like putting yourself out there and um, like just believing in your creative ability that something like filming yourself in front of like you're only you're only in front of four people uh, like mm -hmm. in front of a couple cameras when you're doing this golf show as compared to performing live in front of you know a sea of people you don't know does one yeah. of those experiences prepare you for the other or do they seem completely different to you for sure I think you hit it on the head Kirk like basically what I would say in my head, like in front of the camera, if I was ever nervous, like, dude, you've been on stage in front of whatever, a couple hundred people, um, that, so that absolutely prepared me for public speaking in front of the camera, um, made the transition a lot easier. I was definitely, definitely had some major nerves on stage both times. Um, luckily the first time was in San Francisco's in the mission and it was in front of like a ton of Marin people, like my parents were there. So it was like, it didn't really matter how I performed. I have no idea if I sounded good or not. I kind of just blacked out when I got up there, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I got good feedback, uh, but it definitely helped me like be more comfortable in front of the camera for sure. Yeah. And that's why the whole thing of, you know, being afraid of you, you kind of have to just block it out because yeah, it's great. Everyone's going to pat you on the back once you're validated by golf channel or by an artist that mm -hmm. has a, you know, an audience already. Uh, but there's going to be steps before that where you're kind of just doing it to, you know, an empty room. Yeah. You know, you're kind of yeah. just doing it because you need to get some practice in. You need to get some experience. And those are kind yeah. of the – like, that's that's where we are right now. I mean, obviously, we have a ton of friends that – not a ton of friends, but we have some friends that listen to this. <laughs> that, that'll give us some positive feedback, and obviously, we really appreciate it. But you also yeah. have to, you know, be okay with – People find out, like, you have a podcast, and I'm like, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Fuck yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, I'm sure it's the same <laughs> thing with, uh, you know, like, Chris's YouTube channel, where it's almost like, you know, before you're on the golf channel, people, that's where you get, like, the people being like, you guys are you guys are vlogging? And you're like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, why do you care what we're doing? Like, you know, what's the judgment yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta, start, you gotta awesome. start somewhere, right? Yeah. You got to set the foundation. Like it doesn't happen like that. I mean, for us, it kind of did, but he was, he's <laughs> still been naturals. making these videos for, for two years. Well, if you have um, talent, it's different, but yeah. For, <laughs> <laughs> for you mortals, yeah, yeah. it'll take you seven yeah. years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he, Chris creatively like has gone, he's, he's made a lot of strides, but I think there is value in, in, starting yourself and like you guys are like just kind of for fun something you enjoy doing you guys are natural as a, at this like I feel like i'm on a tv show right now Cut it out, um, but you know Jeez. no stop it. <laughs> um no but i mean it's true like finding something you're good at practicing it a lot like just doing it for fun i think you bring the best out of yourself like for us golf and like just fucking around in front of the camera 
um, and having like drinking high noons in this case. Like yeah. today, today we played like six or seven holes of golf and we were just drinking high noons the whole time. And I was just completely freed up because, like, I love doing that. Obviously, who doesn't? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, you guys, it's it's similar. Like, just doing something you're good at, something you enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think people recognize like that good positive energy, um, and I think it'll hopefully open some doors for y'all moving forward as well. Like, yeah. I don't know what the the podcast market's like, but do you guys have like, do you have specific goals for this, or are you just kind of rolling with the punches right now what's oh, what's boy. the deal there we've never been flipped the interview has never been flipped like yeah, this before uh, well, that's how you know you work at the go. industry pro no, our, the script, our, baby. Our, i don't mean and i you know this is this is a team yeah but i would say the conversations that we've had have been kind of focused on controlling what you can control like we're not really worried about building a huge audience base or mm-hmm. getting any sort of monetization it's like let's get better at interviewing let's get better at uh releasing weekly episodes let's get better at refining our editing process let's get better at just creating an overall higher quality product Mm -hmm. Uh, because then it's like because you don't ever want to be unprepared when the opportunity comes up i guess completely you know so i don't know do you i think i think something that i've really been looking at um like an opportunity this podcast has given me is like just to own something and like to drive something like outside of work like we're both so new at our jobs like we're yeah. providing some legwork for some people above us that then can give that to someone else that then like, it just keeps going yeah. up the chain where someone finally is making totally. decisions. Well, speak and for yourself. <laughs> and, I'm, a, I'm a recruiter. Courtney, like, I got that figured out already. <laughs> and with the, uh, like with the podcast, it's a cool opportunity for Connor and I to be like, all right, like this is what we want to do with this episode. Like this is what mm-hmm. we think, like we think Nick would be an awesome person to talk to because he's done these things. And we think that, like we have some of these listeners that would be interested in like these parts of Nick's story and just kind of like having an opportunity to create like our own product and also just practice, uh, like just practice, like driving a project and practice, like, like scheduling calls and like checking in with each other and, you know, Mm -hmm. setting some like goals for the week or for the month or for the year and just getting like getting practice. Like it's, it's not a business right now, but I feel like, it's a step closer than I was uh, before we had this. Yeah. But this is honestly sure. something I want to talk to you about, Nick. Um, we've noticed that we've been working in our corporate jobs for eight months and already we've found, we found our jobs kind of bleeding into our passion project. Like I noticed that the same way that we track like tasks in my job, Connor and I are tracking our tasks with this podcast. Yeah. Have you seen like skills that you learned, whether it be, you know, college, sports, work, are those bleeding in to this project? Or do you feel like this kind of creative idea is just something so separate? Yeah, um, definitely. It definitely bleeds in. You definitely kind of recognize certain skills that you like acquired over the years when stuff like this does pop up. Like, for example, like the negotiation process, it wasn't like mm. rigorous at all. Like it was, it was pretty straightforward and, and seamless. Like they're very chill guys. Um, but Chris and I both had to like be professional about it, like review the contract a couple of times. Um, I think also, you know, we would sit on meetings like this with them and just like kind of hash out details and like, okay, even though they're reaching out to us with this incredible opportunity that they've probably reached out to a couple other people about and could easily, you know, say, fuck you guys. Like we're going to go some, another direction. Like, mm 
we still had to come from a spot like, all right, we have, we're going to need time off for work. Like we, we want this, you know, we want these things taken care of um, and kind of not push back, but like, you know, present like a firm professional great right. boundaries essentially. So right. I think I'd never been through that experience before, but I think we both handled it pretty well. Um, Chris is in a closing role. He's in a sales job, but I, I think he leaned on that experience a lot of like checking all the boxes and making sure we got the contract signed before we started freaking out about it and like mm-hmm. really making sure we did our due diligence on, on the project. Um, so yeah, I think at any major like event in your life, I think it's a cool check mark to like, or checkpoint, like, okay, maybe I need to work on this side of, of my life or like, I need to be better at, you know, professional conversation or get more organized or whatever it may be like what you guys are saying about work bleeding into your podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's positive and negative, um, especially in like a creative type situation like you want to be creative and free-flowing but i think kirk what you're saying about you know operating as if it's a business i think that's an awesome mindset to have like because ultimately if you guys want to do this full-time like or have a radio show someday or you know continue to grow the brand having that mindset early on is going to be so valuable for you guys and that's that's something that i think we are learning through this experience is like okay this could turn into a a business opportunity for us. So Mm -hmm. let's like shift our mindset a little bit and start putting out content and start, you know, reaching out to golf resorts or or sponsors and stuff like that. So I think the earlier you adapt that mindset, the better. Um, So I think, you know, what you guys were saying um, about, you know, treating it as a profession, like that's, that's an awesome mindset to have. It can definitely get tricky in a creative job. As I said, like, yeah, it can kind of zap your creativity sometimes. So being able to separate those two, I think is, is valuable. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had that conversation so many times where it's like at the end of the day, like this is to have fun. Yeah. But it's it's also like you lose it sometimes, dude. Like I would feel that with, with songwriting and songwriting is incredibly difficult, but, um, I would like, I wouldn't go out on a Friday night. I would just kind of chill in my room and like hang out and be like, all right, I'm going to write a song tonight. And it's like, three hours later, I've written like, <laughs> like two lines because you're just trying to force it. So like in that aspect of like, you know, being businesslike and being regimented about this amount of time you're going to spend on a project, it can like kind of zap you and put a little extra pressure on that's not necessary. So again, it's like, it's a fine line uh, of maintaining that balance. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but you kind of have to, you have to push it to know how much you need to reel totally. it back. You know, totally. I, I found that, Yeah. If we overstructure our process, if we overstructure, you know, our preparation or our agenda going in, then it can hurt the, you know, the natural flow of the Mm -hmm. conversation. But in general, it's done way more good than bad. So like, let's just keep hammering it, you know, like, let's just keep going that direction because I'm obviously I'm, I'm doing recruiting. And so it's just a lot of constant outreach, trying to find new candidates while also, mm-hmm. you know, managing client relationships and it's, it's deal closing from the start, which has been a really cool experience. Um, yeah. but I've definitely found that, that those skills of like, just ask, you know, just send them a text, totally. like, leave a voicemail, see what they say, you know, like that, that kind of attitude towards getting guests towards, you know, yeah. just like reaching a little bit more is super valuable. Uh, yeah. so it's easy sure. to get in that mindset that like job you know, corporate job is taking away time from what you really love doing, but you know, it's yeah. kind of just have to like settle in and be like, you just do what you can. Completely, you know? man. I, I don't know if you yeah, guys listen to 100%. Russ or follow his, like his, he's, he's a pretty, he has a book out and I, he's someone I kind of look up to as like a, 
you know, he, he works really hard. He's been grinding for like 10 years to make it. And he finally kind of blew up as a rapper, but Cornwell, you just said something like stuck out. He, in one interview I saw of him, he said, you know, what if it works out better than you imagined? Like that to me was so powerful. It's like, okay, like you said, Corn, send the text, like ask, it doesn't hurt to ask. Right. Like start filming yourself, start podcasting. Right. What if it turns out like turns out better than you could have imagined? It is turning out better than we could have imagined right now. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Orlando. Paid for by the golf channel. <laughs> Paid, exactly. Like having a high noon. Actually, yes, this worked out like a thousand times better. Actually insane. Dude. Actually unbelievable. Yeah. We kind of glossed yeah, over like, it when so, we started the episode yeah. that you're just yeah. like in Orlando. Yeah. You have your own TV yeah. series sponsored by high noon. Great sponsor, so by the bad, way. Dude. Great sponsor. Genuinely enjoy those seltzers. Real okay. vodka, what's real your, juice. What's your favorite flavor? Not a pineapple guy. So sorry. Okay, me neither. Sorry, high noon execs, if you're listening. Actually, I love all flavors. They're all delicious. Yeah, <laughs> same. Actually, right that's now. a good Try point. <laughs> Use Golden State Golf no. Guys 20. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I'm a I'm a black cherry, cherry type person. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely a grapefruit guy. Grapefruit's good. Go-to. Kirk, yeah. are you capping uh, or do you actually anyways. love high noons? I'm I'm fully capping. Yeah. I'm honestly if uh, damn it, Kirk. If you could ship us over a box or something, we'd be happy to product. Podcast test. over. I'm on <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like for anyone that's listening, that is for some reason taking advice from me, um, just, just do it. Like it's the hardest part is just starting. Yeah. You know, I, I totally understand that it can get difficult and the creative, like, you know, something other than a job, like putting yourself out there is difficult, maintaining, you know, a regimented schedule. Like, you know, as you guys have said with podcasting, that's difficult for sure. But, um, I think, if you are doing the right thing, you're going about it the right way. And you know, you're putting like good energy into the world, like good things will happen. That's kind of the philosophy I have kind of identified in the last couple of years is just like work hard, be nice, spread positivity and good shit happens. That's as simple as I can boil it down to. So you just got You got to put in the work. You got to be a good person. Um, I'm not saying that you'll get a TV show after that and get sponsors, but like, you know, I, I don't, I think it's, it's intimidating starting and like continuing on a journey without a destination or like right. not getting as much traction or as, as much positive feedback as you might be looking after. But um, you just have to kind of stay the course and, and weather the storm at some points. Or wanting to do such a good job that you forget that it's, it's, a, it's a waste if you don't enjoy it. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Uh, I you, gotta, you just got to take a step back sometimes, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't know if our audience is going to find this interesting, but I'm super curious on the sponsor side of this deal Mm -hmm. and like how that all gets set up, what the structure of a deal looks like uh, and how involved you were and, and and how much they, they talk to you guys about that. Like where's the education coming from, I guess. Where's the, what the The information, your education, you know, you're you're learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think mostly uh, I would say a majority of our education has come from the content creation side. Okay. Working closely with, Ryan and Aaron, um, and the, you know, Frank and Tim, or that's the four sushi grade guys, um, seeing how they operate, seeing kind of the behind the scenes content structure, and then also, you know, learning the social media, social media is such a massive part of this. And like, obviously YouTube is how they found us. So I think we've learned a a majority of stuff content wise, but yeah, on the business side, like we were pretty in the dark in terms of how high noon found the golf channel, whatever it is, like, you know, however that partnership came to, to life. Um, it's definitely something I want to ask the golf channel guys, we're going to meet them or go see them again. I think in the, in the next couple of weeks, it's definitely something I'll pick their brains about, but 
I would probably guess it's probably a mutual agreement where, you know, golf channel says, Hey, we have this idea for, you know, a vlog adventure type series who are some good sponsors we can reach out to and, you know, create a partnership with. And then they would probably reach out to high noon. Um, I think golf channel was, you know, the ones that created the idea. And so that's probably how the process went. I don't know for sure. Um, and then like contractually and, and basically how these things are structured is like, we sign off on, you know, a list of terms, um, for an extended period of time. And then we basically just have to deliver. It's, it's pretty like, basically the only contractual stuff is that like, we would, you know, fulfill our part of the role and like producing content and being in Florida for X amount of time. Um, and then from that standpoint, like it's, it's pretty wide open in terms of the content. Like I think they've given a free reign to the sushi grade media guys. And we have a, a decent amount of creative input in this as well, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's probably like 75% content and then, you know, 25% business side in terms of what we've learned. And, and deliver it's, they're called like deliverables, right? The, yeah. So you have a certain yeah. amount of episodes you have to hit or a certain yep. amount of events you have to attend. All these are certain, are those the kind of metrics they use to say, yeah. okay, good. You've so done your job. The word is deliverables. Yeah. It's, it's the episodes air three times a week and they're like three to five minute spots. Right. Um, so I think the airing schedule is Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And it's, it's like a, we have a running, like we basically did an interview. The first, the very first thing we did um, was an interview with Damon hack and uh, Rex Hoggard, which are two like golf channel TV personalities um, they interviewed us and then basically what they do is they throw it to like, all right, let's check in on the, the high noon, like tee it up with high noon. Like, let's go check in on these guys, see what they're up to today. We just wrapped our trip in LA and now we're heading to Florida. You know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, those are deliverables, like three to five, three to five minute episodes a couple times a week. And then they want us, there's no like structure, but they like really strongly want us to be posting on our socials. So I'm right. absolutely blowing up Instagram, obviously, but, um, it's been cool to, to kind of get you know, my friends and family's eyeballs on the project. So, um, so those are, those are like only the deli- deliverables that were like held to. Okay. Um, you, and we, we touched on this earlier, which was, uh, you know, you want to kind of retain some of the brand exposure and some of the audience from this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, how actively are you doing that? I mean, you have the, the new joint Instagram page. Um, yeah. do you have any plans, any business plans around that? Any, not yet any strategy um, no strategy for now is just to continue to boost that channel as best as possible obviously we want to do a good job with high noon and like fulfill our our end of the bargain here and so that's obviously that's priority number one right um there are instances where we we're trying not to step on their toes like i can't really be posting a ton of content from the golden state golf guys thing because it's not that's not what's affiliated it's just me and chris affiliated right. with the high noon team okay, so like, that's what i was gonna yeah. I, I'll, I'll be able to post stuff of us traveling or like you know you know two of the four golf guys are on this incredible adventure like check out their golf channel series that's totally fine but i i wouldn't be in a spot to like take content that we've shot with this project and like and kind of bootleg it and post it on our own personal page. That's not right. my intention at all. Right. It's more so just a place for us to kind of continue to build our personal brand. Um, Cause that's, what's super exciting about this is just instant exposure. Right. Um, so it's, it's kind of a combination of that in terms of business. Again, we're so new to this that I think priority number one for the channel is just like getting traction and getting followers, posting a lot of stuff. So we're trying to post, you know, at least one thing a day. Um, 
it's been a little crazy with travel and stuff, but, um, I think, yeah, just step one is just kind of getting the foundation set, getting eyeballs on it. And then just, just posting a lot, like you guys said, controlling what you control, you know? Mm-hmm. And are you guys sitting down and laying out like this week, we're trying to get a video, a, a Instagram story, like whether or not it's that specific, but are you guys having these formal meetings, uh, like discussing your like KPIs or the metrics that you want to measure yourself by? Don't say KPIs. I just got shivers. <laughs> I um, told you we're treating nah, it like I'm a kidding. job, right? <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Uh, we haven't we haven't had any like formal meetings. We three of us. So there's four guys. Three of us drove down to LA for this Genesis tournament last week, and like pretty much the entire car ride, we were talking about you know how we should be going about this. Um, again, like we're still very new to this, so it's more like let's let the dust settle from this golf thing. Let's start posting, and then that'll you know I think at the end of this project, we'll kind of see, all right, how can we be successful? Like, what do we need to do? And that's when we'll probably set a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Um, also because we'll have, you know, more free time, the project will be over. Um, we'll have a little bit more free time and, and kind of like opportunity to start posting and, and really take it seriously. So we're not quite there yet, but we're starting to talk about like, you know, what's the best strategy moving forward. It's just, just posting stuff, providing like good engaging content that's golf related. Um, and just kind of seeing how people take it. So two things. One is a suggestion. I think you guys need okay. a podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, Love it. Because obviously. And then second one, you, you you talked about the golf content creator space. Who do you think is doing a really good job in that space right now? Yeah, there's so many people. Um, one dude I really like, his name is Roger Steele. He, I think he's just kind of independent, um, but he's a, like a kind of a brand ambassador for this company called Trap Golf. They're a, um it's like an apparel brand he also i think he's sponsored by nike but he and like callaway um i think as well but he he's super dope because he's like he obviously puts out a lot of content he has some good connections so he's he's able to have access to pros like he's done like he has a tv show called range talk with steph curry and like um yuka sasso who's one of the best like female golfers in the world um I'm trying to remember who else he's done episodes with. So he has like pretty big time access, obviously, but I think he got to that point by posting a lot of stuff, providing like super engaging and kind of not out of left field, but just like a different perspective on golf. Um, And I think if you take a step back, like the game of golf is trying to get younger. Like that's why we're here where we're at golf Mm -hmm. channel said, okay, we need to get younger. We need to energize our audience a little bit and not just market to 55 year old white dudes. Um, I think, but that's, what's really exciting about this project for Chris and I and and Mo and Dan, the other two guys is like, we can be a part of this, the kind of shift and narrative of golf. Like when you think of golf, you think of it as this stuffy, like country club, you're rich, Mm -hmm. you're white, you play golf on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. You smoke cigars, you drink, you fucking hit on the car girl. Like that, that is, it, it bums me out that that's what a lot of people think of the game of golf, because the way I came up playing golf and the way like Mo and, and Chris and Dan have, and a lot of other people that are young, like, I used to sneak onto San Geronimo golf course and Mill Valley golf course, like five days a week when I was, I was at college of Marin or um, home for the summer. Like I was a fiend. I had to get out and play, but I couldn't afford it. Like I couldn't afford a country club membership, obviously like, or, you know, I could afford to play golf like legit, you know, I don't know, a couple times a month. Um, But I, I fell in love with the game, just like sneaking onto these courses and just dropping a bunch of balls and, you know, going out there with a couple of beers and playing, for an hour of sunlight in the summer, like, you know, playing barefoot or whatever. I, that's how I fell in love with the game. And then 
you you kind of become obsessed with it like it it really captivates you because you can improve so quickly but it's also such a frustrating fucking game that like you're gonna hit i'd say you hit like five or six shots around where you're like all right i was actually trying to do that that's exactly how i wanted to do it yeah. the majority you're getting you're getting kicked in the teeth for like 18 <laughs> holes so like yeah it's this weird game that always leaves you coming back for more but this is a long-winded way of me saying that like the game of golf is in such a cool place because it's trying to kind of shift its narrative a little bit and roger the dude i brought up is like trying to make it more accessible for kids of color and you know underprivileged kids that might be interested in the game which i think is super awesome super um and it's only going to make the game better you know giving it you know making it more accessible to other people that might not have access to it normally so i think if if we can help do that in any capacity it's like it's a it's a win in my book yeah i've been following roger for a bit too and he's an awesome awesome he's he's so dope like he's he's cool he's, he's a dude as soon as this happened I was like, I, I need to meet Roger. Like, I need to, I need to go kick it with him for a little bit. Yeah, but there's, there's plenty of other guys. Like, um, no laying up is a podcast, and they do like travel stuff. There are definitely some a group of guys that we look up to. They're a bit older. They're like late thirties, early forties, I think. Um, they're definitely a group that we look up to and follow. But there's the the space is is in good shape. There's a lot of people um, that that provide some good quality content. Yeah, you guys are like the youngins, just yeah, fresh and green entering the new space have you have you built any of those those relationships yet have you reached out to any of those guys or not quite we um we met a professional's coach he gave us a lesson he's not really content creator he's obviously a coach but um yeah chris the guy that chris yeah he was but he was super cool guy he's very involved on instagram so like i tagged him in my post yesterday and he responded right away and so we're connected um Chris gets his lessons from this guy named Jake Hutt, who is another like kind of off the cuff, super like loosey goosey type dude that provides some really quality content. Like he makes raps about how to swing or like how to hit a certain type of shot. And he like layers it over with super heavy auto tune. And it, it sounds <laughs> hilarious, but it's like, that's what the game needs. So, right. Like, he's, he's another dude. Uh, and Chris has been getting his lessons. I think he's based out of San Francisco, but um, he's definitely been following along the journey. And, um, but I think, no, to answer your question, we haven't really started like doing heavy outreach. I think as soon as this continues on and, and more eyeballs get on the project, mm. we'll then use that kind of leverage that as yeah. like, hey, like, I don't know if you saw our project with Golf Channel, you know, would love to, to chop it up with you for whatever, 10 minutes on the phone and like, pick your brain or film a video with you. Like, we're going to try to film a video with Jake, I think, at some point. Um, just do different stuff like that. So, and go, come on, awesome podcasts like this. <laughs> Connor Kirk's Corner. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to ask you um, has escaped me, but okay. uh, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. the The best part of the trip so far, worst part of the trip so far. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> best part. The best part has been like everything's been so awesome. But uh, for me personally, like the travel. Um, I have enjoyed Florida a lot. I think we've, we've also met a ton of super cool people. Like the guys that are running the show media wise and production wise are just awesome guys, like super easy to work with pretty down to earth, like young dudes. Um, so that partnership has gone super well. Um, and then we've, we've gained access to a lot of stuff. We'd probably never get to do outside of that. Like we got to play 
you know, some, some really interesting golf courses that we probably wouldn't have been able to get on. Um, we've met guys like Mark Blackburn, who's the, the PGA coach that we filmed with um, a couple of the media guys. So I think all in all, just literally the whole experience of traveling to new places for me, meeting, you know, golf personalities that I've seen on TV or, you know, watched play before. Um, and then learning the business side of this has been also incredibly beneficial to us. The worst part, I don't even think there's a worse part. It's, I, I hate to like complain about any of this stuff yeah. because it's, it's truly like an amazing opportunity. Travels a grind, like flying. We've, we've came to Florida. We went back, we went down to LA, back up home. We had like two days in between trips and then we're back to Florida for a couple months. So not a couple months, like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like we had a full day. I'm, I'm going to sleep like an absolute brick tonight. Cause we had a full, full day of shooting. That's the only, it's not even a bad thing. It's just like, it can be exhausting at some points. So right. This is a golf fan question, but when you saw Mark Blackburn, like I, I saw it was like a chipping video, but did you get to be like, yeah. Mark, can you look at a couple of full swings too? Just like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> you have no idea how bad I want to be like, can we just go to the range? Like, I know you have to go. Like you, just you literally, minutes got off the plane the course we were at was right next to lax the um sushi grade guys went and picked him up from the airport and brought him straight to the course and he filmed that video and then had to go straight to the tournament so we, we were short on time but i was like dude so bad like can we just go to the driving range let me hit 15 balls and you tell me what i need to work on it's also um, so funny to think he went from i've i've played that golf course before but to go from Westchester, Westchester to Riviera to is like literally the like you cannot get like more muni, so more good. public to like more elite, more exclusive, like yeah. you know, the hills of LA. That's truly cool. the yin and the yang. Yeah. I think he enjoyed it though. Like he was he was laughing and having a good time. I think we loosened him up a little bit. Um, but he's a super cool guy. And how'd you guys get in um, touch with him? Was that through the like the golf channel people just put it together? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, most of like the the golf related media people or, or whatever, whoever it is will be through golf, the golf channel connection. Like we don't really know that many famous people. So <laughs> yet, obviously, <laughs> except you guys. So, so when you're drafting how that day is going to go, are you saying, you know, we're going to do this first with him? He, we're going to have, you know, then we're going to play this game at the end. Or is it like, we'll talk about this. We'll talk, we'll move here. We'll talk. How, how structured is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's in terms of day to day, it's pretty structured. Um, we get a, like a weekly schedule or a, a daily schedule um, of what we're going to be doing. And the, the producer media guys like basically have all that stuff dialed in. Like for example, this morning we went wakeboarding and then, or no, we got a boat tour wakeboarding. We had lunch and then we went and played golf. Like they have that stuff determined ahead of time. In terms of like the actual content and what yeah. the conversations look like, yeah, they're pretty hands off. They're like, "Hey, ask him this," or like, "Here's what we're thinking." Like, you guys will do a chip off for whatever, um, and then they leave it pretty open ended and just kind of roll the cameras and let us do our thing. The great part cool. about this is like we're only filling three to five minutes of of airtime, and for a scene with Mark, that took up like half an episode, so we needed what two minutes of of content right and we were with him for like a half hour so yeah it's a highlight it's like reel. just totally just of shoot the, the camera just roll the cameras just just you know say everything in the book like we'll cut the bad stuff we'll keep the good stuff so that gives us a lot of like creative freedom where it's like all right i can just kind of let it fly <laughs> and if i sound like an idiot it, it won't make it <laughs> in the episode you know what i mean yeah um 
So they, they do want us to be engaged in like the creative process. And, and we ask them questions off the cuff and um, like specifically for that scene, like they, they showed up, we were chilling on the putting green and they're like, all right, do you want to do a putting lesson or a chipping lesson? And we both said, let's do chipping. That's way more exciting. Like can be, you know, funnier content. So right. um, just little stuff like that. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool mm-hmm. that they, because I think for a long time, especially in comedy, you know, these like the biggest criticism by comedians making content was that the network was too involved and they would hire yeah. their talent and then they wouldn't let their talent create, you know, mm-hmm. but it's cool that they're realizing that the value that they saw in you is what they're going to, is what you're going to bring to the videos, you know, from your own voice, not from, you know, the scripts that they give you or totally. like, like we need, like, it's fine if they, you know, to say like, we need, we, let's get a shot of this. This was good. And like, to work with you, but it's pretty, I think that's a new, um, revolution giving the content creators so much freedom. For sure. Yeah. You nailed it. Like, I think obviously it's a business, right? You know, high noon is, is putting their brand out there. Golf channel is the platform The the media company has to make their nut. And then like, I mean, we're getting valuable exposure for our own brand. So like, there is a business aspect to it, but in these creative spaces, like, yeah, I think you're right. Like it's valuable to let the people that you, you hired, like, for example, we were hired because they liked our shtick, mm-hmm. our vlog shtick, like our running gun, loosey goosey, two buds, four buds having a good time. Like they want to see that. So I think they would do themselves a disservice if they're like, all right, say this, say this, right. this. Like, it's like, no, that's not why we're here. So that's been awesome from golf channel to high noon and, and the media company down. Like, it's been a super fluid and, and awesome relationship so far. There are definitely parameters like high noon expects us to be holding cans and like, you know, pumping their brand on social right. media and, um, golf channel. We have to, we can't be cussing up a storm on there and like doing outrageous stuff. You know what I mean? So there are definitely parameters, but yeah, as you said, like it's, it's cool. And I think it creates the best product when there's a lot of trust and kind of freedom in the process, uh, which has been cool. And, and, yeah, I think it is a kind of a new, new age type production. And I think that's a result of like more internet YouTube based type stuff, TikTok stuff where it's like, all right, let's, it doesn't, let's not be so uptight. Let's let's let it flow, be loosey goosey. It's not live. So we can cut it up if it's, if it's bad, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of that involved. Right. Do you guys want to get back to like more full length videos or are you enjoying, um, like how you're kind of saying it's almost more stress-free when, you see to put together yeah. a couple of quick cuts that are entertaining or funny or just show who you guys are. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to get back to longer videos. I think it depends on, obviously we are not pigeonholed, but like there were parameters set for this project, but yeah, I think the longer videos are more fun. We like to do, we've done two trips to Bandon. We did a trip to Palm Springs and then we'll go out to like, you know, a nice course that's you know, an hour away. We like to do the, Chris likes to do the travel of us we all so me morgan and chris live together our other buddy dan lives up in napa um but it'll be like the three of us in the morning getting ready like talking about how we're gonna like go low today or like make a bunch of birdies or win the match or whatever like making our breakfast and then we get in the car and drive so that that aspect of it is what i think i think we're missing but it's also kind of built into this project but to answer your question yeah i think we'd like to get towards longer videos and go back to our normal stuff but um, it just depends on the project and kind of depends on, on where the interest is and, and what kind of, you know, sponsor we're going to be working with. If we are, 
Um, if it's more free flowing and kind of artistic, that's when we can make it like a 20 minute video or a 15 minute video. Gotcha. Um, it just kind of depends on the situation. Gotcha. How about a, how about a golf trip to Ireland? That, yeah, that's, that that's on the list. That's sure. the dream. Plus it's, the, con- the, con- the fish out of water content is just unreal. It's, it's the, what, which, which one? The, the fish out of water concept yeah. of just like goofy american totally. dudes vlogging <laughs> in ireland like at the course of all the old dogs it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking right here <laughs> who the fuck is that guy uh, who the fuck yeah, is that um, guy that is high on the bucket list we actually have one of our good buddies from high school is like a first generation american his parents are both irish immigrants so they have a ton of family over there we're gonna I think we're gonna go over there in like five or six years when we can actually afford to make that trip but that's high on the list for sure. Have you guys noticed at all? Um, like when you're going out to record, like it's not just golf, it's becoming golf and recording golf and producing. Has that taken away? Like, are you guys, I guess, have you guys done it enough where it's taken away from, uh, just like the relaxing event of golf or is it still so new and so exciting that it's something that like you prefer to that over just recreational golf? It's a good question. It's a really, really good question. Um, I think, yes, it definitely takes away. Like when you golf, you want to just be cruising, hit your shot, you know, just, you want to play fast, obviously playing golf slow kind of sucks. Um, there has definitely been, you know, times where we're like ready to hit a shot and they're like, wait, you know, we need to get the cameras in place. We need to get the drone. Like, you know, we need to make sure we're rolling so we get the shot, which is completely understandable. So it does take a, a little bit of the rhythm out of the game. Um, for this project specifically definitely does not take away any of the enjoyment. Like it's, it's still so new and so fun to be hitting golf shots in front of a camera and like, you know, ribbing with the the camera dudes and the producers and stuff like that stuff's awesome. It's a, it's a really cool experience. I think Chris, when we first started filming these was not frustrated, but like it was tough for him to keep up with the other three of us and like have the camera and be updating the vlog on what's going on filming everyone's shots kind of running and then also worried about his own golf game like mm-hmm. so i think for him especially that was a little difficult i think he's gotten better at it and then as i said earlier like i definitely am going to get more involved in filming editing producing whatever it is our own content just to take a little bit of weight off of his shoulders um and i think that'll also kind of just put together a better product so it, it it takes away from it a little bit but it's still in this project specifically it's still so fun that it's not a huge deal at all um, when we film other stuff, it can, it can be a little tiring, but it's, it's part of it. Do you get, do you get yippy at all? Like now that you got a little bit, bit bigger of a crowd watching you play? Yeah. I think the first time we played, I, I was so nervous. Like the first time we, we teed off somehow birdied the first hole we played, <laughs> but like, I, I just, I kind of blacked out again. I don't know what happened. Um, I, we're pretty used to it at first. It was like, I, I'm not so much nervous about hitting a golf shot. It's more like, I don't want to murder the guy that's standing in front of me with the camera. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So we, we both got over it pretty quick. I think we're used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. You ever miss Santa Barbara? Yeah. All the time. dude. <laughs> I was down there in like September, um, just for a couple of days. And it was, it's, it, it's the best. You got to go down there once in a while, dude. Yeah, it's, it's good for the soul. Yeah, but yeah I, I do. I, what about we, you boys? I haven't been back since we graduated. Me neither. Really? Yeah. Hopefully alumni Damn. weekend or, uh, yeah, yeah, sometime in the spring. Yeah, we're going for alumni weekend, but uh, nice. this podcast began at the deck in Santa Barbara. I love it. 
And now here That's we amazing. are. That's amazing. Okay, so this is actually Look something I want to talk about also. Look at us now. Our podcast, yeah. I'd say, was, uh, we can't say it was purely COVID-driven, but it definitely mm-hmm. helped that we were, like, spending so much time inside. We spent so little time doing real schoolwork, and I feel like we kind of resulted to this as just, like, a way to get something done. I noticed yeah. in one of, I think in the first video that I found on uh, Chris's YouTube channel, it was, like, full COVID cups and everything. So I was like, you guys must have been, like, starting to pump, pump these out during COVID. Yeah. Do you guys, like... Are you guys thankful that COVID, do you guys feel like COVID pushed you into this or do you think it was just a coincidence with timing? Kirk, I'm so stoked there was a giant pandemic that killed, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Um, like, man, yeah, oh, man, think, do we benefit. I think, yes, I made a ton, no, I'm kidding. Um, I think COVID was like, provided a lot of people with an opportunity to kind of stop for a second and slow down and take a step back. I know you guys were you guys were seniors when that happened, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Juniors, 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 juniors. Yeah. juniors. Okay. Um, I think it like allowed people to kind of take a step back and like reevaluate. For for me specifically, like I just graduated, and um, it was a nice time to kind of reflect on my life and like where I wanted to go and stuff I was actually interested. In. I know Chris feels the same way about the blogging. So yeah, I think we we definitely started playing a lot more golf during that time. And then I think we all had a lot more free time, obviously to, to start doing creative stuff. Like I, that's when I kind of took up music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely had an impact on, on kind of our start to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well maybe, uh, maybe when you're back in San Francisco, we can do a live episode. Maybe your I would love to, your co-creator can come on too. We'll just get all the Hell boys yeah. in the studio. We got extra mics. Yeah, that sounds, dude. We would love to do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Where, uh, corn? Where do you live in the city? I'm in like lower knob, tender knob, depending on who you know. Uh, tender knob. Never uh, heard that before. Yeah, like like Sutter Street. So like a okay. couple, like I don't know if I should blast this out, <laughs> but like yeah, Sutter Everyone Street. Go to their house. Yeah, six blocks, probably like six blocks away from like Fidei. Fin- financial district for the non-locals so, yeah for you for you non-city boys where are you, um, where are you? you're kind of in the thick of it we're like uh presidio heights so like yeah we got you're so lucky right. dude another another covid success story we the rents were super low and we <laughs> had we so month, a month in our previous place and um found this awesome spot like we got an awesome deal on it and we've been living there f- for just over a year so that's awesome um, that's so sweet yeah I don't know a lot of people in the Presidio, but there's like, I work with a lot of clients in the Presidio. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some money over there, man. Do you, For sure. We're so, at, we're so out of place, dude. We live next to all these families and there's just three like post-college dudes just kind of hanging out, screaming at the TV during Niners games. <laughs> out of place. That is a theme that we didn't really touch on, but we, you kind of talked about it in so many ways, but how has that imposter syndrome shaken off yet? Do you think it? Did, did it ever exist? I guess I should start there. For sure. I think it naturally exists in everyone, no matter what you do, like, especially in social media era. Like I, I think it's, it's kind of has been ingrained in everyone. Like you compare yourself to other people constantly looking at social media. And I, during COVID, I took a long break from Instagram, which was like, the, I highly recommend it if anyone hasn't done that. But I, yeah, I think it's something that I've, 
kind of kicked to the curb a little bit. I think it'll exist in you forever, obviously. But like, yeah, I think once you realize like, it doesn't matter what people think about you, it doesn't, you know, you have to also be like a little bit easier on yourself, not compare yourself to people because that's yeah. just going to drive you crazy. So um, yeah, I definitely think it's worn off for me. It's been kind of an enlightening like experience and just kind of realizing that um, it frees you up totally. And you can kind of just focus on yourself and, and create the best version of yourself. We were just talking about this at dinner actually before this um, about not forcing things and not like, pigeonholing yourself into what like I need to make this happen or like I want this or it's good to have goals and aspirations obviously but you have to go about it in in a delicate way you can't like force yourself into this mindset of of making things happen um, and organically you kind of just have to focus on yourself create the best version of yourself as you guys have been saying control what you can control yeah um because that's only going to attract positive energy, right? You're going to, whether if you're trying to get it like a girlfriend or something, you, you want to create the best version of yourself. If you're trying to, you know, gain traction on your podcast, yeah, just put in the work and, and do the right things and people will be attracted to that because you're doing it the right way. If you try to force it and try to like cater towards a certain group of people or something, yeah. it's, it's going to be a shit product and you're going to be a bad, like not a bad person, but like <laughs> you're going to lose yourself. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're going to, you're going to lose lose the true meaning of why you're doing what you're doing well you're so, also gonna um sorry i interrupted you no i shouldn't do that to my no, guest i apologize but you're also going uh, to be subcont- is there an emergency behind you <laughs> dude i live right next to a hospital so tender knob. tender knob that's what it is man we're lucky it's not people screaming <laughs> <laughs> this fight. sorry yeah. go ahead but uh i was gonna say that the, the trap you'll also run into i've noticed is you'll you'll start replicating things that you like success uh, like not replicating success that's what you want to do but you'll replicate products that people have created that have made them successful you'll repeat yeah. conversations that you liked on podcasts you know you'll you'll try and um kind of imitate the style of someone that's not your own like it's hard yeah. it's hard to trust that your original self is going to get you far because like any, I feel like any normal person would just kind of default to, well, like what I'm not that special, but it's also the only way to be successful is to create something that's unique in yourself. Uh, totally, super well said, and I think a key component of that as well is putting yourself out there, like in a, in a creative role, whether it's podcasting or songwriting or blogging. You need to get feedback. You need to put it out and see what people like and what people don't like, right? So. Um, I think like you said, Connor, like it can get difficult. You can get a little bit paralyzed on like, you know, trying to make everything perfect and, and trying to have your own unique spin on stuff. Um, but you know, the biggest part is just putting yourself out there and doing it and seeing, you know, how it goes. I, I learned that mostly in songwriting actually is like, like as soon as I started writing songs and this is kind of back to your like piece about not recreating, not copying a, a podcast talk track or, mm-hmm you know, rewriting a, a song, which I actually ended up doing one time, which is super <laughs> embarrassing, but, uh, I've done a, it's jokes. a good song. I just wrote it and I was like, wait, I just ripped off. It was, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I learned quickly, like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing what I like based on the music I'm writing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, stuff was coming out of me, bits and pieces were coming out of me where I would draw from different genres or different artists that I enjoyed. So it's the same. I feel like it's the same with podcasting. Like you guys obviously probably have 
podcasts that you listen to religiously or, or mm-hmm. radio hosts or podcast hosts that you, that you kind of look up to. Yeah. So I think taking that kind of stuff and putting your own spin on it is kind of how all creatives are like everyone, everyone's in, in any creative aspect is like that. Like you have influences, you spin off stuff. Um, and it's definitely challenging making it your own, but yeah, as you said, Karin, it's just important to have trust in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's such a fine line between like finding an inspiration and then versus like finding something that you are ultimately recreating or finding yeah. something that ultimately is yeah. like, like yeah. your, your products becoming so closely aligned to someone that you just see crushing it. Like, especially For I sure. can see that in the golf space um, where they're all, there are like a lot of people doing, whether it's like travel vlogs or golf course vlogs, like YouTube's a medium that's really popular. And mm-hmm. like, it could be such an easy, like crutch to lean on being like, Oh, well they have a hundred thousand subscribers like that. Like that model probably works. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm like, we have the same thing with podcasts where we talk about people that, um, like we like, like either how their interviews are structured or how they're unstructured or how it seems conversational or how they balance these things. And it's just such a fine line to walk, um, between like making our product and just being appreciative that other people do have good products. Yeah. I'm sure I I would almost rather someone have no idea the work that we put in behind the scenes because it seems like so natural. Um, but I also, I guess, want them to notice it. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. We got, but, a, we got a funny well, thing, is, too. Go ahead. If you want to talk about it right now, say we work our asses <laughs> off. We, we work for <laughs> well, eight hours a day. And we do it all. But yeah. Yeah, I find it funny that the first, like, 10 minutes of our, our episodes are, like, noticeably so much tighter than the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Where well, I don't know if you guys notice that when you're filming, like, do you feel like you get in like a, like, like almost like your expectations start really high when you start filming. And then at some point you're just like in the groove and you're like, wait a minute, I'm just with the same kids that I've been playing golf with. For sure. I think it's the case with anything like sustained focused on, on one goal is like, that's not really possible. But I also think, yeah, we, we definitely feel that a lot in the vlogs. Like we're like, all right, we want to do, we like to like fake interview each other before rounds, which is one of our like bits i guess um we have ideas for like all right let's film all the par threes or like let's do a match day or like we have certain structure we put in place and then after like three holes in it's like all right we're just playing golf and like drinking beers and drinking high noons and like yeah. uh filming <laughs> like it, it just you kind we'll of lose, lose, it, it's, it's easy it's easy to lose that but um i think that's also kind of what stuff like this is meant for like you have a plan of attack and then it just kind of happens and unfolds but that's the beauty of like doing something creative is like you have sort of a vision of what you're thinking about and what you want it to look like or sound like. And then it takes you on this, a different, it could end up completely different from how you thought it would look. You know what I mean? Same thing with the podcast. Like we started, you guys were asking me these questions and I, I couldn't even tell you what we talked about the yeah. last, you know what I mean? Hour. I know. And I appreciate but, the extra um, time that you've given us. No, but it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, I think it's, that's the great part about this stuff is, you start, you have a starting point to jump off from, and then it just kind of evolves into its own thing. Yeah. The, it's the kind of being the nice part about a creative job is that you can really use like every aspect of your thoughts, every aspect of your brain. to like, yeah, which is not something you can do in, in many other types of jobs, but for sure, Nick, I really appreciate I I mean, I, I think that's you, a great he's given us. It. You've given us. We, we asked you for thirty minutes. You've been here for an hour and a half, so I can't thank you yeah, enough. It's late for you too, so we apologize. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. I know it's time for you to no, go to bed. I, 
I appreciate you boys having me on. It's been great catching up with you and we'll, um, let's hang out when you come back. For sure, dude. We'll, we'll hang out. We'll, we can do an in-person podcast, maybe have a couple of high noons while we, I would love a high noon on the house. I'm such a, yeah, probably. (laughs) I'm such a, I'm such a brand slave already. I know, (laughs) but they are, they are delicious. They they're so good. I love, I love high noons. Do, Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, Golden State Golf Guys on Instagram. Follow that. It's in my um, my Instagram bio. Um, and then stay tuned in the Golf Channel. Um, we're going to be doing episodes Wednesday, Friday, and Sundays is the typical schedule. But um, yeah, it's like three to five minute segments. Uh, it's called Tee It Up with High Noon. Um, and I I try to post like you know a day before, a couple hours before the episodes will air. So you can follow me on Instagram for updates as well. Okay, great, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Um, we're anything you guys want to plug. <laughs> um, on your own I'm, podcast. I'm going, <laughs> I've got an open mic this Tuesday. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, where is uh, it at? Where is it at? Bro. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm not blasting that information out ever. <laughs> what if it turns out better than you expected? I know. What if it well, turns out better than expected? Let's let's take it's steps. Your big break. I know, I know, but let's just take steps. You know, okay. I've only been doing oh, stand up for like six months. All right. I'm sorry. super excited to mean- watch the rest of this golf journey unfold, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Too. The next couple of weeks are going to be awesome, and we're excited for you, and we're super stoked to catch up with you when the whole thing wraps up, too. Yeah. Appreciate you, boys. Thanks for having me on. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, peace, boys. Peace. Good. Great. Great. Awesome. The plug sounded fantastic. I know.